God. Ready for the work? Yes, I got a part in shots for you this morning. Have you been having great times? Sure about that? Been having great times. Old somebody says, let's say this together. Old somebody says, leave them high. Let's say this together. Our Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ. There is no confusion. There is no contradictions in this atmosphere. We behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified. And we are edified alongside the body of Christ. Amen. All right. The power of expectation. I have that for you this morning as a parting shot. As we leave some island campaign. The power of expectation. Ephesians 1 verse 16. Ephesians 1 16. Says. Cease not to give thanks for you. Making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of glory. May give unto you the spirit of wisdom. And revelation. In the knowledge of him. Says that your eyes of understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the riches of his calling and what the riches of the glory of the elders and the saints. Now he says, What is the hope of his calling? That word hope there means expectation, it means an expectation. That is, what should you desire in his calling? In other words, when your eyes of understanding is enlightened or is opened, you will see the expectations of his calling. You will see the hope, the expectation. That word hope there means expectation. In Colossians 1.27, Colossians 1.27, Colossians 1.27, it says, To God who make known what is the riches of his glory. You know, we don't have projector yet for you to look at Bibles, so I, I, would, I would beg that you open your Bibles and follow me fast. I, I am not a party to to people putting scriptures on projector. It's not wrong, but I, I love you to see it yourself. So you don't come to church and be deceived. Hallelujah. So you come to church and you see the word yourself and it, it sticks. Some of you know that when you see something yourself, it sticks better. Uh, you'll be able to go back home and check it properly. Hallelujah. I'm not, a, I'm not against it, but... Yeah, we believe strongly on God's word. So we, we want men to grow in God's word. Hallelujah. So you follow me fast. I, I, I'm trying to run with time today. All right, look at in Colossians 1.27. It says, so that's why you have to have a Bible. And if you don't have a Bible, ushers should go around with Bibles. Yeah, hallelujah. Should go around and give someone a Bible. Because when you are coming to church, you come to church with a Bible. I know we've been spoiled in our world where you come to church with your phones. I know it's wrong. Which is wrong. I know you're looking at me and say, what am I saying? Yeah. Come to church with your Bible. Colossians 1.27. It says, To God who make known what is the riches of his glory, of the mysteries among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the what? The hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So when he says hope there, it means expectations of his glory. So God wants you to have expectations. I want to preach you good this morning. Hallelujah. God wants you to have expectations. Expectations. God wants you to have expectations. Because sometimes we think the word hope means, you know, in our normal English word, when we say, I hope. We will say, I hope that tomorrow will be good. Right? That's what we say. But in God's word, it's an expectation. God wants you to have expectations. And expectations comes with an assurance. 
The word hope in scriptures means expectations. An expectation with an assurance. So there is an expectation and there is an assurance. You see the word hope. Hope is an active word. In 1 Corinthians 13, 13, you've got to open there first. 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it says, And now abided faith, hope. You see the word hope there. And now abided hope. So faith is an active word. Hope is an active word. So it does something to the believer. So you must see those activities in the believer. So you must expect. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, say you must expect. Not sounding like you mean it. You must expect. So your expectations is not just a mere desire. It is an active thing about you. Your expectation is not just a mere desire. It's an active thing about you. So you need to expect things. A lot of us, we don't know how to expect things as believers. We are used to, oh, if it just works, fine. If it doesn't work, fine. We have not learned to stick on God's word so long and say, I expect a miracle in this. I expect to see results in this. I expect that these things are turning out well for me. I expect that these things are going well for me. We've not learned to stay on God's word to expect good things. Many of us just go with the Q-Sera and just feel like, oh man, ah, I, whatever will happen, will happen. I'll just go with the flow. No, you are a believer. You are a believer. The fact that you got born again shows that you can believe for anything. Because why are you a believer? You believe that on seeing God. You believe that God died. Jesus Christ died for your sins. He rose from the dead and he was crucified for you, buried and all of those things. And you believed it without seeing it. Right? That shows you believe. That shows you can even have an expectation. Everybody have an expectation that Jesus is coming back someday. At least believers and all of those things. You have an expectation. So I about having an expectation about so many other things. Because hope is not just wishing. You are going to do something actively. Hope is not just wishing. You've got to do something actively. And what are you doing actively? You've got to do something actively. You are going to, you won't just desire, you are going to receive something actively. When you are expecting, you take actions. When you are expecting something, you take actions. You take actions that make you expect, right? When you are expecting, it's just like a, a pregnant woman expecting a baby. She starts buying baby clothes, right? You start taking action. When you, are, when you are expecting to go for a job interview, you start gathering your resumes together, right? You start doing something. You expect things. So hope means you expect actively. You expect actively. So expectation is an action of a Christian. Expectation is an action of a Christian. Action of the spirit of a man born again. So you must expect. Tell your neighbor, say you must expect. I'm teaching on the power of expectation this morning. It's just an exhortation. And I want you to understand that many of us don't know how to expect. We don't know how to expect good things. You must expect. You must expect. You see in Hebrews 11 verse 1, he says, Now faith is the subject of things hoped for. Now what hope? The expectation. Assurance of an expectation. Things you expect. There are things you've not seen. Things you expect. Look at in Hebrews 4, verse 23. I'll give you time to open there. Hebrews 4, 23. Hebrews 4, verse 23. Hebrews 4, 23. 
No, not Hebrews 4, sorry. Romans 3, sorry. I'm sorry. So he says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through his redemption, that is in Christ Jesus, he now says, Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare of his, remi for his, to declare of his righteousness for his remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. So it means he was talking to us that we says, through the propitiation, or who, who God has set forth to be a propitiation, through faith in his blood. So we have hope, we have belief that his blood has saved us from our sins. So a believer must learn to expect. A believer must learn to expect because everything that Jesus has done in Christ Jesus, he has done it once and for all. He has done it once and for all. So everything Jesus did in the Gospels, he called it the confession of our faith. You see that in Hebrews 3, Hebrews 4, you see that even in Hebrews 10, the confession of our faith. Even in Romans 10, it says, when you believe with your heart and say with your mouth that Jesus died for your sins, it says you are born again, you are saved, right? So you confess things with your faith. You confess things with your mouth. So you see, in Mark 11, look at in Mark 11. Mark 11. Mark 11. I'll give you time to open there. Amen. So stick better with your Bibles open. You don't, I'm sure you might not like that, but you've got to like it. <laughs> Mark 11, verse 23. It says, For verily I say unto you, that whatsoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and do not doubt in his heart. He says, But believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have, hallelujah, whatsoever he said. Say, I have what I say. Not sounding like you mean. You have what you say. Do you know what you're saying? You know, if you say you're going to fail in life, you're going to do that. So if you say if you say you're going, to, nothing is going to work out for you. You don't. Know, you know everything is not going to work out because you have what you say. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. So when your heart and your mouth agrees, it's confession. Look at in Hebrews thirteen. Look at in Hebrews thirteen verse five. Hebrews thirteen verse five. Hebrews 13 verse 5. Hebrews 13 verse 5. Let's look at what it says. Hebrews 13 verse 5. Let your conversation. I'll wait for you. Hebrews 13 verse 5. So when your heart and your mouth agrees. Don't forget in Romans there. It says when your heart. When you confess with your mouth. And you believe in your heart. And say. Right. When your heart and your mouth agrees. You are, that is a confession. Because something we believe, we say it. Hope you know if you believe that you're going to buy a car tomorrow, you tell your parents, you tell people, say, I'm going to get a car tomorrow, right? Because you've put everything, all, everything down. You've made all the paperwork ready. You've called the dealership. They are ready for you to come get a car. If somebody calls you, say, I'm on my way to get the car, right? Because your mouth and your heart agrees with it. That's confession. Now, look at in Hebrews 13, verse 5. It says, let your conversation be without conversiousness and be content for such things as ye have, for he has said. Hallelujah. What did he say? He says, for he has said, 
I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that what? Look at the rest of us. So that what? So that what? So that we may what? Let's read together, guys, everybody. So that we may what? We may boldly say, what? The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do to me. So he has said something so that you may boldly say it. Hallelujah. The word of God is given for us so that we can say it. So God says things so that you can say the same thing. He says, for he has said, so that you may boldly say. So what are you saying in God's word? Hallelujah. What are you saying in God's word? He says, for he has said, so that you may boldly say. Hallelujah. So God says things so you may say the same thing. So when you, say, so you, when you want to describe yourself in the morning, what do you say? How do you describe yourself? A failure? Someone condemned? Someone guilt? Someone in guilt? Someone who doesn't know how to go about things? Someone who is going with the flow? No. You describe yourself in Christ. You describe yourself as who God sees you. He calls you righteous, so I'm righteous. He calls me, he says, I'm no longer dead to see. You speak the word. Hallelujah. He calls me righteous, I'm righteous. He calls me holy, I'm holy. He calls me, I'm what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. Hallelujah. I am what the word says I am. I am what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. So you speak God's word over your life. Some people wake up every morning and say, they are sinners, they are sinners. That's why they have never lived a righteous life before. Romans 3, Romans 5. He made us to understand. First, Second Corinthians five verse twenty. Let's go there. Second Corinthians five. I want you to see it. That's why I'm going there. Look at Second Corinthians five, so that you will call yourself the right thing. Second Corinthians five. So we'll read it together. Go. To, let's go to Second Corinthians five, verse twenty-one. I'll wait for you, so that we can read it together, so you can know what you call yourself tomorrow morning. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians five, verse twenty-one. Are you there? I'll wait for you. Are you there? 2 Corinthians 5.21. What did he say? Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. You are said, made him sin. You're not real. Let's start again. One, two, ready, go. Ross, immunio no sin. So that what? Righteousness of God in him. So what are you? So what did Jesus do for you? He became sin for you so that you can be what? So if you believe the gospel, are you still a sinner? No. You become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. The very minute you keep thinking you are a sinner every time, you will never live right. Hallelujah. You will never live right. But you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Say it every morning. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. Glory to God. That's who you are. Hallelujah. Don't call yourself what the world hasn't called you. Hallelujah. Don't call yourself what the world hasn't called you. You call yourself what the world has said about you. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. The more you say those things, the more you begin to live right. You don't live right by confessing you are a sinner every morning. No. You keep being that way. That's why you see born again believers, they are born again all the time. They are struggling, struggling, struggling. We see they struggling. Lord, I did this. But change your confession. Hallelujah. The moment you change your confession, you see your reality. You see who truly you are. Hallelujah. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm no longer condemned. Look at Romans 8.1. Look at that. Look at that. I'm going off my sermon, but it's fine. I want you to see. Look at Romans 8 verse 1. Look at Romans 8 verse 1. 
I'll wait for you so that you can see. So we'll read it together. Are you there? Are you there this morning? Romans 8 verse 1. What did he say? Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. No, you're not reading like you mean it. Let's read it. One, two, go. To them which are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but what? So is there condemnation for you? So when the devil throws that accusing condemnation to you, what do you say? I'm no longer condemned. Glory to God. I'm no longer condemned. I am no longer condemned. I'm born again. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. That's who you are. Hallelujah. So you behold him as he sees you in him. You behold him as he sees you in him. I am in him. I am in Christ. Some of us are good at preaching, but we are not good at speaking. Some of preachers that are here, you are good at preaching, but you are not good at speaking. Because you've got to confess things with your mouth. You've got to speak the positive words. You've got to confess things with your mouth. Look at in James 1 verse 17. I want you to see it. Open your Bibles to, the, to that place. James 1 verse 17. Some people have seen this for the first time in their scriptures. You've got to see it. Look at it. James 1 verse 17. James 1, 17, every good and perfect, I'll wait for you. All right, we're there, right? Every good and perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light, with whom there is no what? Variableness, neither shadow of turning. God gives good gifts to his people. It's, not, it's, it's, it, it's the devil telling you that God gave you that sickness so that you can, you can, serve, so that you can serve him better. Then take more sickness. Some, someone say, God gave me that cancer to humble me. Then take more cancer so you can be more humble. What stupid statement is that? God gives good gifts. Hallelujah. You say, God, the reason I did not get that job is God, God is teaching me a lesson. Then stay job, stay broke so that God can teach you more lessons. Stupid statement. Hallelujah. Every good and perfect gift coming from the Father. Glory to God. The Father is the Father of lights. There is no variableness, never a shadow of turning. Hallelujah. In him, there is no darkness at all. No darkness at all. You say, God is trying to humble me to teach me a lesson. Well, stay, stay there and die there till God start teaching you more lessons. Hallelujah. But in Christ, every good gift comes from God. Hallelujah. Every good gift comes from God. So you need to do the work. So you see, when, you are, when the situation is changing and it's going, it's, it's going south, you know, this is not God's hand in this. I've got to do something about this. I get on my speaking game. I get on my faith game. I've got to change this situation. Hallelujah. I've got to see to it that this situation change. You can change your word with your words. Are you hearing what I'm saying, people? You can change your word with your words because you've got to speak. It's called the power of expectation. What are you expecting? What are you expecting? Colossians 3 verse 17. We read it earlier. Colossians 3 verse 17. It says hope. So you've got to deal with your words. Look at it. Colossians 3 verse 17. Colossians 3 verse 17. I want you to open there so we'll wait. I'll wait for you. Well, we'll, start, we'll start from verse 16. It says, let the word of God, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, he used that word word or deed. So you got to deal with your words. We've been talking a lot about this since Friday. In fact, even from the opening session, 
We've been talking about this, about your word. I believe it's a very strong emphasis that we need to pay attention to in coming days. What are you saying? How about where you are seated? Let's just pray a minute and cast down every negative word we've spoken about our lives. Just sit down, let's pray over it. It says, casting down imaginations and every item that has offered itself against the knowledge of Jesus. Let's cast down every negative utterance you've uttered about your life. Let's do it a couple of minutes. Pray about it. Bring them down now. Bring them down. Bring them down. Bring them down. Negative utterances that you have spoken about your life, affecting the course of your life. Bring them down. Bring them down. Hallelujah. Amen. So you've got to deal with your words. You train your words. If, you're, if the word of God says you are righteous, so you are righteous. If the word of God says this is what it is, this is what it is. Let your confession rise above your experiences. I'll say this again. Let your confession rise above your experiences. I'll say it this way. Let your confession even rise above what you are seeing. You are looking at the impossible like this. And you are saying, no, this is not the impossible. I believe the word. Hallelujah. Because one of the things the devil wants you to do is to utter that negative utterances with your words. He wants you to utter it so that he can find a place to deal with you with it. So you've got to deal with your words. So let your confession dictate your experiences. Let your confession dictate your experiences. He says in Hebrews 10, 23, Hebrews 4, 14, hold fast. Hold fast. That word hold fast means hold fast so that it will not slip away. So there will be situations that you want to change, but what are you saying? Hallelujah. What are you saying? What are you saying? What's the use of your words? I've been emphasizing this for, for a while now. I, and I'm saying it again. I believe many of us are in this problem with our words. I just can't get off saying this. I've been saying it for weeks now in church. Those of you in church, you know, you understand. I've been talking about this for a while. What are you saying? And now, it's not just even to situations. about even your life. Many of you confess things like I'm a sinner. You are not a sinner. You can't be born again and still be a sinner. That's an oxymoron. So why did you get saved? Hallelujah. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You've got to feed on your, on your, on your right realities. That is why it seems like none of you, you, you are not living right. Because of your negative utterance, you've not learned to see God's word for what he says. I am what the word says I am. Hallelujah. We just read it just now. He says we are the righteousness of God in Christ. He called us holy. He called us sanctified. He called us justified in him. He called us blessed. Hallelujah. In Ephesians 1, 3, he says blessed. He called us blessed. So I am always blessed. No cause has any effect on me. Hallelujah. Some people believe there's a cause following them. There's no cause on your life. Hallelujah. There is, no, no, there is nothing doing you. You are in Christ. Hallelujah. Your life is hidden in Christ. Hallelujah. Imagine you start to see yourself for who you are. You know the reason why people are doing the transgender and the homosexuality issues in the United States today is because they are not seeing their right identity. The devil is giving them a false impression of themselves. So you will blame them and say they are transgender, but your mind is also transgender because you are not seeing yourself for your right identity. 
You're having a confusion. You say you're a Christian. You say you're a sinner. How? How? You say you're a Christian and you say that I'm just condemned. I can't live right. Okay. What does the word say? That's why I tell you, go for the word. We have plenty of materials. Feed on it. Feed on it. Listen to the word. The word of God will build you up. Your mind got to change. Your perception of your mind got to change. You've got to see the way. You've got to see yourself the way the word calls you. You've got to call yourself the word. What God calls you. Hallelujah. So you've got to speak. Hallelujah. You've got to speak. What is hope? Hope means you expect things in your heart. You expect things in your heart. You expect things through your words. I must speak my expectations. Hallelujah. What are you expecting before the end of this year? Are you saying it or are you wishing it? Are you saying, I hope it will just happen? Mm -mm. What are you saying? I'm calling things forth that be not as though they were. He says, Abraham staggered not at the promise of God, seeing his body, his body deadened. Do you know how can a woman who is about 75 years give birth to a child? He says, he believed hope against hope. Hallelujah. Because he trusts God. Are you trusting God? Are you using your words? Hallelujah. What are you expecting? December is coming. The plans you had for 2023 is coming to an end. And you are saying maybe it's 2024 it will happen. No, it can still happen. Hallelujah. It can still happen. I must speak my expectations. Some people have seen some people in healing lines before. They come out, you call them for healing. Come out, be It's just because you call them, but they don't expect to be healed. You will touch them like this. You will not see any sense of expectation about them being healed. And you will now think the power of God does not heal the sick. It's, a, it's you that don't want to receive. I've seen that thing happen. And they will now leave church and say they did not have power in the church. The, the church does not know how to heal the sick. But do you know how to expect? Do you know how to expect? I expect to be healed. I expect to prosper. I don't know about you. I expect to prosper. I expect things to go well in my direction. Hallelujah. I expect that everything is working out for me. I expect that things are going in the right way for me. Because I channel my words to what I want to see it be. And it is so. Glory to God. So I expect things. So how do you pray? Mark 11, 24. Whatsoever thing. Look at the Mark 11, 24. Let's go there. How do you pray? You must have an expectation. You must have an expectation. You must have an expectation. Mark eleven twenty four. 24. It says, therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and what? You shall have them. I say it this way. A lot of people come to church service, and they don't believe they want to receive anything. They don't believe they want to receive anything. You must expect, you must have an expectation, a fixed demand, a fixed desire. What do you want? Some people go for meetings without expectation. Some people go for meetings without expectation. They go for me. When you were betting this morning and coming to church service, what were you coming for? To look at the preacher? Or to warm the benches? What did you come for? Because you didn't come to waste your time. So what did you come for? 
What was your expectation? What was the desires in your heart? To grow in God's word or to look? Then you'd see Christians talk and say, I've been to church all my life. Nothing has changed, so I'm leaving church. Did you have an expectation? God cannot walk without your desires. I remember 2021, I was going for a conference. I was going for a camp meeting. And I told those guys with me then, I said, I'm going for this camp meeting. I know I have to, that was the time we were praying and trusting God for supernatural committees just to start. We're just saying, okay, Lord, we've got to start. Did you really call us to start this thing? Did you say? Then I went for a camp meeting. I put my expectations to work. I said, Lord. And I told them, I said, this pastor is going to call me out. Because I need to have it on video. So that in future, if somebody say, did God really call you? I will show them a video and say, this is the prophecy on this ministry. So I went there with expectation, prayed off, fasted, prayed off with an expectation. The very first word of knowledge, it happened on the fourth session. The fourth day was a five-day camp meeting. The fourth day, the pastor just said, there are pastors who came from out of the country to this camp meeting. I want to pray for them. And, it, and as I came out, he just said, there's one of you, you're about to start a walk. And I was the one. And he laid hands and prophesied over my life and ministry because I had an expectation. When you were coming for a meeting, do you have an expectation? And I, Because I told myself, I need to have that thing recorded on video. So that tomorrow, somebody will not come here and say, who called you? I'll just show them a video and say, just look at the prophecy. <laughs> look at where it started from. Hallelujah. Expectation. What is your expectation? What is your expectation? I prepare to be blessed. Some people don't prepare to get blessed in a meeting. I prepare to be blessed. When I'm, trying, when I'm, pre, when I'm, when I'm preparing a message and I'm preaching, I'm just, I'm just happy. You know why? I remember when I was much younger, about 15, 16 years ago when I used to preach, I, I preach with much timidity and fear. Much, I, when I'm preaching, it's like I'm preaching this way and I'm not able to alter my statement properly. Somebody will come and stand and say, this is what he was about to say. Oh my God. I knew, no, this is not the life I want to live. And I started working on it. I'm going to deal with this. I think I'm talking well, right? No, before, I don't do it. I, I didn't have properness of speech before. But now, thank God. Hallelujah. Because I prepare to be blessed. Hallelujah. I prepare to be blessed. Things can happen, but no matter what happens, don't lose your expectations. Hallelujah. Don't, you will see contrary situations. You will see different issues. Don't lose your expectations. You must prepare to be blessed. You must expect to be blessed. Make preparations for it. Are you singing about your expectations? Are you praying about your expectations? Are you meditating about your expectations? Because expectation is a conscious action. It's a conscious action. You expect to be blessed. In life, they say something. They say, never lose hope. When there is light, there is hope. Right? They say that, right? It's very true. Because when you are born again, you have hope. There's something within the life of a man born again. It's a life of hope. It's a life that he expects good things. There is something in the life of a man born again. He never gives up. He never goes down. Hallelujah. He expects good things always. So what are you expecting? What are you expecting? What are you expecting? No matter what you pass through, you must never lose your expectation. See, you will make mistakes because you are human. You will make errors because you are human. 
but never allow it to kill your expectation. Hallelujah. When you make mistakes, you rise up from it. Hallelujah. You rise up from it. Say, there is no condemnation to me. And this is not going to make me lose my expectation. I'm going to go stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. I don't know about you, but I'm going to wash stronger and stronger. I'm strengthened much more. Things are working out my way. I'm prosperous. Life is turning around for my good. Help is coming for me. I am never stranded. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? Expectations. 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 Never kill your expectations. You must expect things to happen. Expectation is like a dream in front of you. What is your dream? What is your dream? Expectation is like a dream in front of you. You know my dream? I'm looking forward to preaching the gospel around the world, around the nations of the world. Yeah, I came down to Rochester last year, 2022, January, and we came to start a church here. But this is not where I'm going. I'm looking forward to the nations of the world being receptive to the gospel. Hallelujah. I don't know of yours. This is mine. And it's happening. We have 11 centers already within one year and plus. Hallelujah. Why? Expectations. 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 What are you saying? What is, what is in front of you? What is the picture that is, you are painting? Expectations. Expectations. I'm looking forward to preaching the gospel around the world. I'm looking forward to seeing the sick being healed, the nations of the world. I'm looking forward to see the power of God move around the world. What's your own? This is me. It's in front of me. This makes me pray all night. This makes me fast. This makes me study the world all night because it's my expectation. It makes me study. Go and listen to our materials. You know that this is a function of a proper study. Hallelujah. Because this is expectation. 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 I tell you, <laughs> we're going to get we're going to get better. I see every of you in this place and I see you rise better than what you are. I see you rise up. I see you serve God stronger. I see you well up as faithful ministers of the gospel. I see you as men that the nations are waiting to hear their voice. You know the nations are waiting to hear your voice. You know you are going to leave your footprint on the sands of earth. Hallelujah. That's, you should have a big dream. You are going to leave your footprint on the sands of earth. That generations yet unborn will see and know that a man existed. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. What are your expectations? What are your expectations? When I'm teaching, I'm not teaching. I, I tell you, I say this is beyond you. How many of you hear me say that all the time? I say this is beyond you. Because I know nations will pick this message up. I was looking at the back end of our, our, our SoundCloud some, some, some weeks back. I saw that almost different country we have been listening to in Saudi Arabia. Hallelujah. I, I saw Belgium. I saw Spain. I saw different nations. And I'm wondering, how is this happening? But that's my dream. That people will pick up this message someday and listen to it and say, oh, I'm going to be blessed. I've had people text me from places and say, oh, I remember our last mission is possible. People picked up the message around the world and texted me and said, this made me pray. I said, when I was teaching the message, I wasn't teaching it to the audience there. I was teaching it beyond it because I have a expectation. Even what I'm teaching now is a timeless message. Yes, when I'm long gone and forgotten, men will pick up this sermon and hear it. Yes, Hallelujah. And their expectations will be risen up. Yes, What's your own? Hallelujah. What's your own? What's your own? You know, I tell people, 
when people, because I've been in, have, have, I've been involved in a whole lot of starting a church, starting a church before we started ours last year, have been a whole, and I've seen something happen over the years, and it doesn't bother me. A lot of people don't know how to believe in, in starting things. Oh, boy. They like when the everything is big, is set. I've seen it up. I remember we started a church in 20, what was that year? 2018. We started a church in the garage. So we're in the garage. People kept 17. Garage. We are, I was assisting a pastor there. We started a church in the garage. Ah, why, why, why are people not coming? So the very minute we left the garage to a bigger place, the people that were coming then, that came for one service and looked at, this is not my church. I went back. They started coming back later. And I said, ah, wow. So why did you, and I asked one, so why did you leave that time? I just didn't feel like you just did not believe that things can grow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It doesn't. See, I grew up in harsh persecution and harsh tough situations. It's, it makes me happy. When people are not talking bad about us, I ask people, what, what's going on? Can we pray more? Let's increase the fire. Uh-huh. So that we, I don't like it when I'm not hearing negative news. Because negative news makes the thing sweeter. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Wow. Amen. I tell people, I say, oh, I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. I remember when we were in the city, we, we go, when we were in the city room. <laughs> we, 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 there was a time we were in the city room. And some people came there and they said, oh, no. If somebody entered the service and looked, in fact, you could see that the person wanted to leave, that I should finish preaching. I just told him, I just said, it's because you do not believe. Don't worry. You will see hear my voice. <laughs> I'm not dying anytime soon. Yes, Hallelujah. Yes, so, and that's, that thing has affected a whole lot of people, such that you start a small business and you don't know how to believe that this will go far. I'm a business person. I can tell you that a whole lot of businesses started in unbelief. They just tried to test with the waters. And as they were testing the waters, oh, wow. They just see that it was working and the world started adjusting to it. Hallelujah. Praise God. So what are your own expectations? You don't allow contrary situations hold you down. Hallelujah. I remember many years ago, this was before I even came to the United States, we had a conference years ago. So people spoke bad about our ministry. People did so many things. Don't go to that church. Don't do this. So you know what we did? We cooked. So that time we still used to cook for conference. Not like now, we just give you what. <laughs> no, we used to cook for conference. We cooked. We did everything. We, so we just, you know what we did? We sang to ourselves. We preached to ourselves. We did everything to ourselves. And we went home. But we were happy. But we told ourselves, next year is going to be better. And I'm telling you, the whole building was packed out the next year. Why? Because we'd never lose hope. Hallelujah. We never lose hope. What are your own expectations? Glory to God. What are your expectations? What are your expectations? When you are teaching, those of you cell leaders, when you are teaching, how are you preparing? Cell leaders in this place, how are you preparing? When you are going to teach people in your cell, how do you prepare? Are you saying this thing I'm teaching? It will bet nations. It will bet disciples. It will bet strong men of the gospel. How are you preparing for it? How did you pray? Or you just went to somebody and said, do you know Elijah? You know him, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. You must never lose your expectation. Tell your neighbor, say you must never lose your expectation. 
Things will happen, but never lose your expectation. Expectation is like a dream. A dream about your ministry. A dream about your future. A dream about your desire. You know, see, let me tell you. Even naturally in life, we are born in life to have ambitions. That is why you see a young child saying, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a nurse. I want to be this. I want to be that. And he start going. Why, does he, why did he now go to college? He went to college because of that dream. So look at your expectation. What are you doing with it? What, are, what steps of faith are you taking with it? You want to start a business. What are you doing with it? Are you researching? Are you already looking at things? Are you praying about it? Are you working? Yes, you are in school. You know, because you have an expectation that you will graduate someday. So you are going to school and you know that this degree will be useful for something someday. That is it. What are your expectations? What are your expectations? When I'm praying now, I don't pray for just you. I'm praying for the nations. I'm thinking about the nations. My mindset is enlarged. I don't know about you, but expand your mind. Expand your mind. Expand your mind. This is not a typical sermon you hear me preach every Sunday. So take it to. Take it to do. <laughs> take it to. So if you have an expectation, wake up in the morning and be excited. Say, I see this working. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I see the nations listening. I told you this week, I said the nations are coming down to this city because of supernatural community church. I told you, I said, the airport in this city will become a religious one. It's an expectation. It's a dream. It will happen. It will come to pass. I've seen God do it for people. It's going to happen again. Hallelujah. And see, you will see it with your eyes because you won't be dead too. Hallelujah. You will see it. Is is your dream. What is your dream? What is on your heart? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is on your heart? I remember I used to teach on corridors. I would just stand. Some of you were there those days. I would stand on corridors, no pulpits, nothing. And those things I taught, nations of the world are hearing it today. Because I recorded it. And why did I record it? I knew this was going beyond here. Hallelujah. Nations are picking it and saying, he blessed them. They did not know where I taught it. <laughs> Hallelujah. It was just like three people there, confused. Just looking at me like, be fast. Be fast. We don't waste my time. <laughs> but people are picking it today and listening to it. Glory to God. What's your own expectation? So when you are preaching, when you are teaching, those of you that have this disciples and all of those things, when you are preaching, when you are teaching, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? What is on your heart? Hallelujah. What is on your heart? As a child of God, you must learn to dream. You must learn to see things happen before they do. Hallelujah. It was God's dream that he would die for the nations, that he would die for man. And it came to pass. He knew he was going to pay a price. He knew he was going to be a man. And he would come down and it happened. What's your dream? Hallelujah. I see you rise above that limitations in the name of Jesus. I see you walk in God's purpose and plan. I see you rise above that limitation. Every test has become a testimony in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, as I'm preaching, I'm painting your expectations. As we see that, I'm painting your expectations. As I'm preaching, one of the things that a pastor does, as he preaches, he paints your expectations. That's why you don't go to a church where they preach to you and you are feeling condemned. You are feeling guilt. You are feeling like you are not worthy. That is not it. Our work is to encourage. Yes, can we scold? Yes, there are time for that. Just like I scolded you to bring your Bibles to church this morning. 
There are times for that. But as a pastor, you paint their expectations. You paint their dreams. You make people see that this is possible in God's world. Hallelujah. Because their lives must be precious. Their lives are precious to God. Hallelujah. I believe in you. All of you seated in this place, I believe in you. As you came for this service, there's something in this service this morning. I believe in you. I believe you are rising up above those issues. I believe you are standing tall. I believe you are making it. I believe things are going, working strong in your life. I see things work out. I see things work out for you. You know, see, let me tell you, whatever names people have called you, whatever limitations the world has placed you in, you are coming out of it. See, don't even see it yourself in it. See what God has said. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe in you. Those of you who say leaders, I believe in your ministry. I believe in yourself. They are growing. They are reaching the world. They are betting nations. They are changing lives. They are changing nations around the world. Hallelujah. Men are receptive to your voice. See, you are never stranded. You are never stranded. You are never without hope. See, things are working for you. See, when you call one, thousands will answer. In the name of Jesus. See, they say it's difficult somewhere. It's not difficult. It's not difficult for you. No, it's not difficult for you. They say things don't work out in New York. It's working for you. It's working for you. They say things don't work out in New York. These, these are tough. These are not. Well, you because, because you came here, it's working out. Hallelujah. They say it's working out. New York is not hard. It's working out. Hallelujah. Rochester is not poor for you. The world says Rochester is the poorest city. No, it's not poor for you. You people are prosperous here. Wegman started here. Right? So people are prosperous here. So it's working. You are going to prosper here. Those of you who are students who come to get your degree, you will get it successfully and get good jobs. Because things are working out. I don't see limitations. I don't see defeat for you. I don't see failures for you. Hallelujah. How about we pray the Holy Ghost with you? How about we just pray in the Holy Ghost? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe that you are the solution to the answers of men. You are the solution to the answers of men. You are the solution to the answers of men. You will answer the, unquestion, the questions of people's hearts. Because God has given you more than enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is no fear in your future. There is no fear in your future. There is no fear in your tomorrow. There is no fear in my tomorrow. There is no fear in my future. Hallelujah. There is no fear. There is no fear here. There is no fear here. You worried about the next two, three, four years. I tell you, there is no fear. You are wondering, wow. I just, I see someone. You say, I just moved down here. I just, I'm trying to navigate my way. How would it work? What are my friends? How would things? There's no fear. There's no fear. There's no fear. There's no fear in your future. There's no fear in your future. Hallelujah. Possibilities abound. You know, we sang a song this morning. It said, miracles abound. There is nothing to worry about. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord Jesus. How about we just pray some more? Hallelujah. So you must have a desire. Let's be seated. You must have an expectation. 
If you are going to teach, expect to bless lives. If you are going to minister to the sick, expect the sick to be healed. I told you in the course of this conference, when you see a sick, what do you see? Do you see the sick or do you see the healing? Hallelujah. I see the healing. When I stand in front of the sick, I see them getting off. I see someone in front of the wish you're standing off. That's what I see. Hallelujah. And it's going to come to pass. You see, when you stand in front of a cancer patient, you say, I see the cancer go. Hallelujah. Because the power is in you. The devil's own is the problem. You have the power. The devil's own is the problem. You have the power. Hallelujah. You know, when I see challenges, I say, well, you devil, yours is the problem. Mine is the power. I will trump you down. That's what I say. <laughs> Hallelujah. When I just see things, you know, because things sometimes, because you are in life, you are human, there are things, things will just go south. I just say, well, is that all you got? <laughs> Devil, is that all you got? Yours is the problem, mine is the power. I will show you how you have been defeated again and again and again and again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, when the devil reminds you of that, your past sin, you, th- you remind him of his future. Hallelujah. You remind him that there's a time he's going to be under your feet. The Bible says he's under your feet. You remind him that he's going to be in hell. But you are seated already in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2, 8, it says we are seated in heavenly places already. We are not trying to sit there. We have made it already. No, look, some of you might not have seen it before. Go there. Let's see it. Ephesians 2. Some people are trying to make heaven. You made it already. Your journey on your Christian walk is different from making heaven. So I'm trying to make heaven. I'm trying to make heaven. And all they did try, you have never done anything well. Look at it in Ephesians 2. I'll wait for you. Ephesians 2, 6, because I want us to read it together. I'm trying to make heaven. I'm trying to make heaven. I'm, try- I'm not saying you don't. You made it already. So now let's walk. Let's get the sick healed. Let's preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Let's deal, with the, let's deal with the works of the devil. Are you there? Let's read it together. I want to go. No, you're not looking. Ephesians 2 says, you're not reading. One, two, ready, go. So where are you now? Where are you? You are seated with him. So when you are seated with him, it is permanent. You don't leave. Go with the God. You are seated in heavenly places in Christ. You're not trying to make heaven. You made it the day you got born again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. So when you are going to teach, expect to bless lives. Expect. Expect it. Believe in people. They are smoking. They are addicted. They are, they are, they are addicted to smoking. Addicted to drinking. Addicted to all social devices of the enemy. Believe in them. One of the only things I've known to do in this life, ever since I was younger, I, still, I told you the story yesterday, I believe in people. I don't know how to give up. I've seen, in, I've seen difficult situations come to pass. We will stay with it. I'm very stubborn on things like that. We will stay with it till, it till things change. If it doesn't change, I will not back down. Except you want to back down, but me, I will not back down. Hallelujah. We are seeing more shame smokers come to the gospel. We are seeing more haters come to the gospel Amen. because we will believe in them. We will not condemn them. Hallelujah. Our message is not a message of condemnation. Our message is a message of restoration and faith and hope. Hallelujah. So you must have expectation. You must have expectation. Believe in people. 
Believe whatever they are going through. You know, I see someone come out of that depression. Yeah. I just saw it now. You, why are you depressed? Why are you depressed? You come out of it. You come out. Depression is of the devil. I lose you set free from that spirit now. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Anxiety, depression, fear, worry does not have a place in your heart now. And I seize it this very minute. In the name of Jesus. So you must have expectation. When you are sick in your body, what do you say? I expect to be healed. Hallelujah. Because your body is mother. I explained that to you in the course of this conference. I taught you how to heal the sick. I taught you how to demonstrate the power of God. I taught you how to move and walk the power of God. But there are times also you will be sick. How do you heal yourself? You speak God's word. Hallelujah. You, when your body is feeling down, feeling feverish, I expect to be healed. You expect to be healed. I don't know about you, but when I preach, I expect the sick to be healed. I expect the oppressed to be set free. I told you, no matter where I preach in the world, anytime I step on the world, I know if there's, if there's, if I thought there's anything God wants to do in this service, he wants to heal the sick. He wants to set people free. Hallelujah. So the oppressed, I, I expect that when I preach, the oppressed will be set free. How about that for you as a, as a cell leader, as a pastor, as a preacher? That when you preach, the oppressed are set free. The confused receive wisdom and direction. You say your expectation. Because when you pray and you don't say what you are, what you are expecting, it's a problem. Having prayed, you start speaking. That is how to pray. Some people will pray for money. Hello? Do you have money? No, I don't. But you just prayed. That means you don't believe in your prayer. You say, well, I trust God. I trust God to meet all my needs. Hallelujah. I expect things. Whatever, see, you know, in Romans 4. Let's go to Romans 4. I'll begin to see how I can start rounding this off gradually. I don't think I can finish this this morning. Or it will be for some other time. Romans 4. Are you blessed this morning? What's your expectation? What's your expectation? Romans 4. You see in verse, let's see for verse 18. Who against hope, believe in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so that, that, so that I see, he says, I'm not being weak in faith. He considered not his own body, now dead. Hallelujah. He says, when he was about 100 years old, Neither yet the deadness of Sarah womb. What did he do in 20? He staggered not at the promise of God. True unbelief. And was what? Strong in faith. Hallelujah. You've got to build your faith. You've got to be strong in faith. He saw two contradictory things. So uh, there is an expectation required of his natural body. A dead womb has his expectation. He knew that whatever God has said will come to pass. What has God said about you? Some of you have prophecies over your life. And it seems like you don't, you have not seen it come to pass. Ah, go and pick them up again. And say, I put you in front of thee. This is going to happen. It's never too late. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's never too late. I see you rise above things. In this meeting, I see you rise above difficulties. In the name of Jesus. So when we face the most difficult issues in life, we must always have expectation. Against a negative expectation, you must believe God. You must believe God. When you see things contrary, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything. 
Because God doesn't have an add an extra kilo of power to what he has already given you already. He does it. It's the same power, Ephesians 19, 1.19. What he has given you is enough. So you've got to rise up in your expectations. You've got to rise up in your expectations. You've got to see it before it comes to pass. You've got to call your expectations and say it the way you want it to be. What do you want? That's the question I keep asking for the last couple of weeks. What do you want? What do you want? There is a dream ahead of you. Don't just dream. Say it with your mouth. You know, a good home is a dream. A good marriage is a dream. A good wife is a dream. A good husband is a dream. Say it with your word. Say, my home is peaceful. Are you getting what I'm saying? Nothing will break my home. It's a dream. A good husband is a dream. A good wife is a good... A, a good children are, are, are dreams. You speak words over their life. I remember when I was much younger, one of the things a teacher told us to do, he says we should look at the mirror every morning and speak to ourselves and say, you are your midi Benzi. You will do this. You will do that. I have seen those things I said come to pass. Now I'm seeing another one. Hallelujah. I've seen it come to pass. At a very young age, in my elementary, no, in my high school, I saw it. I saw it. I'm like, wow. So the words can really come to pass. So I know I can create my word with my words. Hallelujah. Now I'm speaking more things. And I'm going to see it come to pass. Hallelujah. In the midst of trying not to be in debt, you say, you say, you know, we are coming out of those debts. We are coming out of those debts. Supernaturally. Don't Go, don't try to think how will it happen. Don't worry. My bills are paid. My debts are cleared. Hallelujah. My bills are paid. I was having an issue two weeks ago. I went to Colorado. I was having an issue. And they've been calling me because I needed to pay this thing and I was tired of it. So I was just in that service just praying and somebody tapped me and said, God said I should come to you and ask you what do you want. Well, I told him, I showed him my phone. I said, I wrote it down because I, I know what I want. So I wrote it down. So I said, see, I, I want to clear off this day. He said, how much does it cost? I said, it's about this thousand. He just sent me about two thousand dollars, two thousand five hundred, and that was it. I cleared the debt, and I'm not and nobody. It can happen yes, because it was an expectation. I put it in my heart as a desire. That was it. I see us coming out from that. Yes, just speak God's word. He said, hey, hey, ha, ha, ah, finished, ha. Ah. Do you, you, you see when he says you have what you say? Yes, when you say you are finished, you see you are really finished. Yeah. Hallelujah. We are coming out of that. I expect God to do miracles. Hallelujah. Amen. So, you know, I expect to be healed too. So you begin to give glory to God for your expectations. Expect your dream not to be cut short. Expect to be blessed. Expect to also be a blessing. You know, sometimes you can make mistakes and the whole world think that, you know, you, you, you are a terrible person. And in the midst of that, you rise up in your expectation. I remember Mission is Possible 2021. I was going through a whole lot of troubles, a whole lot of trials in ministry then. But in the midst of it, we started the meeting. And it's been three years now. And we are still going to have a billion more. Yes, Hallelujah. It start, I was just thinking this year. Just imagine we didn't start it that year. I don't think we will never have started it. It probably will never have blessed lives. Hallelujah. And I was going through things, name callings, different things. But in the midst of that, we said we'll set forth. I remember in the course of the meeting, some of you remember, I, Abraham will remember, I slept in the venue. 
because they said the venue will close and the door will not open. Eh? <laughs> I slept here. I didn't have my bed the next morning. I preached and life were blessed. In fact, that message I preached that morning is what everybody is still going back to. <laughs> Hallelujah. But nobody knows the bad story of it. Hallelujah. Because I expect to be a blessing. Hallelujah. What is your expectation? What are your expectations? You know, you are sick in your body. You say to yourself, I'm healed. You say, I'm healed. So, will you have migraine sometimes? Oh, yeah. Will you have issues in your body? Yeah. You say, I expect healing. The power of God is working in my body, affecting the healing and the cure. I'm healed all the time. My body is strengthened. My body is not weak. You know, you can wake up in the morning and say, this body will last me as long as I want it to. You speak. You know, there's something about Jesus. The Bible says he gave up the ghost. He was the one that decided to die. He gave up the ghost. He tell your body, body, you're going to last me. You're not going anywhere yet. You are going to get stronger for the next 120 years. Nothing shaking, nothing wavering, nothing broken, nothing missing. Hallelujah. I'm going to stand strong and stand strong. Preaching the gospel around the nations of the world. Changing the lives of men. Hallelujah. You speak to your body. You don't allow the situation linger. Hallelujah. You don't allow it linger. What's your expectation? So when you are praying, do you have an expectation? Do you have an expectation? When you are preaching the gospel, do you have an expectation that what you are preaching will change lives? Those of you that preach the gospel, when you are going for outreach, do you have an expectation that when I'm going for outreach, as I preach, this person will be born again? When you set your heart to go for outreach, to pray for this, do you have an expectation that today I'm going to get people born again? Do you have an expectation that when you are going for that yourself meeting, when I preach, their lives will be changed, that as I lay hands, their lives will be better? Do you have that? Because... You have to learn how to have expectations. You know, supernatural communications are beginning to close. We are reaching the nations of the world, changing lives everywhere. You know, I see us traveling down, holding conferences across the nations. Nations are receptive to our voice. You no, know, we just started, but we have the years ahead of us in glory. We have the months and the years ahead of us in glory. You know, that's why I teach the way I do. That's why I pray the way I do. That's why I fast the way I do. That's why I trust God the way I do. You know why? I see us, I see the future and I see it strong. I see the future and I see it mighty. I see the future and I see us rising, destroying the works of the devil. I'm saying it again. Rochester, we are reaching the world. In the next couple of years, you will hear things like, go to Rochester, there's healing there. Go to Rochester, ah, you need power, just travel down, take a flight. And people across the streets in this place, we say, why did you come? Oh, you can be healed. Now, you don't even have to go to church. Be healed. Because there will be a sweep of the glory of God across the nations. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I told you certain things yesterday night. For those of you, remember it. It's going to happen. We're in the days of the glory of God. Expect things. Expect your business to grow. Play for me are close. Expect your business to grow. Expect things to happen well. Expect, your, expect to be successful in your career. Expect to pass your exam. Yes, that's why you will now read. Expect that you will never fail in life. Expect, see, if you have never experienced failure, you will not know what success means. I have experienced failure. Oh, I have. Oh, I know what it means to fail. Oh, I know what it means to be down. I have. Life has shown me what it means to, to be bitter, bruised, 
everything. But you see, as far as I keep God's word on my lips, I see a miracle all the time. Hallelujah. Devil's word is the problem. Mine is the power. Hallelujah. What are your expectations? What are your expectations? My expectation before I started this church last year, that the nations will hear us. I'm not trying to gather just people who will just be here all the way. No, it's beyond you. Hallelujah. And it's already happening. Hallelujah. It's already happening. It's already happening. This year we had a conference in Uganda. Souls were saved. Somebody got here that went to the radio station to announce it. That was what we expected. That was what we expected. Because we see the nations receptive to the gospel. We see the Middle East open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are your expectations? So the power of your expectation. It says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. So there is nothing that has been destroyed before by your hands that cannot be corrected back. Every error is fixed. Every error that you have used your hands to cause, this very minute is fixed. This very minute is fixed by the power of God. It is fixed by the power of God. Hallelujah. So I expect to be blessed. I expect to be a blessing. I expect that my finances will be better. I expect that God supplies all my needs all the day. Hallelujah. Sometimes it will look like it's not working. But you know what? Keep your expectations ready. Keep your expectations ready. I'm expecting the power of God to work all the time. Now I believe in miracles. Hallelujah. Why did we hold so my healing campaign? Because we knew that the sick will be healed. That was my expectation. And has it not happened? We saw a lot of sick healing. Didn't you know how to work with the power of God? Didn't you see? That was my expectation. Trust the name of the Lord. I believe in miracles. Ketrikuman said, if you believe in God, you can believe in miracles. I've seen impossible situations become possible. I've seen things turn upside down. I've been preaching for a while, so I can tell you. I've seen things that I'm even I'm even gonna tell the person. So people will come for me and say, Pastor, help me out. I'll be like, in my mind, I'll be like, hey, this is this is quite difficult for God, though. But somewhere in my heart. As, as the days approach, I'll just see them come back with a testimony. Even me, I doubted. But you know what? That has developed my faith over the years to know that miracles still abound. Hallelujah. I believe in miracles. What is a miracle? A miracle is an intervention of God in human affairs. I'll say it again. Miracle is an intervention of God in human affairs. So I believe in miracles. Favor is a miracle. Healing is a miracle. Direction is a miracle. Preservation is a miracle. Protection is a miracle. An healthy body is a miracle. Preaching the gospel around the world is a miracle. And a, having a vibrant ministry is a miracle. Believe God for yourselves. Those of you cell leaders, believe God for yourselves. Say, my cell is rising. My cell is growing. I'm reaching the world. My voice is getting stronger and stronger. As I lay hands, men are blessed. As I lay hands, men are healed. I believe in miracles. Be on your feet and thank God. To this. No salvation is a miracle. Forgiveness of sin is a miracle. You know, forgiving your enemy is also a miracle. Some of you don't know how to forgive. I just sent someone in my heart just now. You are having a strong issue with unforgiveness. Set yourself free from it. 
says in the scriptures, it says, give no place to the devil. When you linger in those things, in strife, envy, division, unforgiveness, it's, an, it's a doorway. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? I won't deceive you from God's word. I will tell you the truth. He says, give no place for the devil. Then in that scripture in Ephesians 5, he says, strife, heavy, division, all of those things, unforgiveness, bitterness, they are a doorway and an access. You can't even flow in the spirit better when you have unforgiveness in your heart. So unforgiveness is a tool of the devil. So you know you can be set free from it. As I'm talking, I believe your heart is set free. You can just feel a ease in your heart already. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My expectations should be filled with miracles. Things beyond what I can do, that's a miracle. Think beyond things beyond what you can do. Things beyond what my friends can do. Things beyond what my parents can do. Things beyond what my family members can do. That's what I'm believing God for. Things beyond what the doctor says. The doctor says it's not possible. He says, well, it's time to believe God. Hallelujah. I remember several years ago, I used to be a seeker. And I saw people die. People, people cry in the hospital. And I, I said, ah, this is not the life I live. And I spoke out loud. I said, today, sickness leaves my body. It's been quite some years now. And I've been healthy. I lived on medication almost all, my, all in my growing up life. But God has been faithful. So when I teach you about it, I know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Because I believe God for a miracle. I believe God for a miracle. He sure has and bless the name of the Lord. Do you have expectations now? In your ministry, career, your body, your home, your family, what the Lord has called you to do, do you have expectations? Lift your hands and speak them out.